Welcome to another episode of District of Chip and Friends. Hello there, I'm Chip Rier, the host with the most DCAF in their veins. We're celebrating today. My Dolphins didn't screw it up. They got two attack of Iloa. Fins up. The 2020 NFL Draft was a smash. The Redskins draft class was pretty good and still in our homes. It was nice to take a break from all the crazy in the world. This episode is all about the draft. We will break down and react to the Last Dance episodes 3 and 4 on Wednesday because I didn't get a chance to watch it last night. Was busy chowing down on pulled pork barbecue and Basil Hayden's whiskey. Little pat on my back to a successful weekend of draft coverage on ABC7 at the station. Up first, Winston Hilton talking about what we liked and didn't like about the NFL draft. Then we catch up with NFL Network analyst and former Washington Redskins general manager Charlie Casserly to grade how the Redskins and other NFL teams did with their picks. Remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and if you're feeling as good as I am right now, leave a rating and review of the pod. Appreciate any and all support. DCAF is back! You ready? Let's do it. That was a fun weekend of the NFL draft. 2020 virtually done, too. And I know you can't see our backgrounds in the Zoom, but I've got my Dolphins pride in full swing. Two a time. Two a time. My wife already doesn't like that I'm yelling, two a time. Yeah, but you know what, Chip? You've been, you've been, for the longest, you've been talking about two to the Dolphins. I think a lot of people were talking about two to the Dolphins. And guess what? You finally got your guy. <laughs> there are a lot of smoke screens out there. Chris Greer, yeah. Brian Flores, they're trying to yeah. throw everyone off the scent. Justin Herbert trading up for a tackle. I almost screened bloody murder at Scott Abraham at the office. When we got to yeah. number five, I'm like, don't screw this up. Don't screw yeah. this up, Dolphins. And they didn't. They got to it. Uh, the other guy on the line, Winston Hilton, our producer on ABC7, who is a diehard Redskins fan. He also has a podcast and a blog of his own. Uh, you want to plug that real quick before we get going here? Uh, just follow uh, follow me at Sports Talk NC8 as well as uh, Swag Media C W A G C Wag Media dot uh, com. That's where you can find some latest greatest Redskins stuff and uh, some other other good sports items of the DMV as well as Redskins relaunch on DMVStream.com. Host the show on there on Wednesdays. We're on hiatus right now with no football, but we'll probably get uh, back into this here pretty soon. So let's talk about this draft chip. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, all of it. We thought the virtual aspect of it was going to be a little off, but I felt like it was normal. It was the most normal thing we'd seen. It was the biggest sporting event aside from the last dance in the Super Bowl. And Roger Goodell might have become a person instead of just a robot. He actually had some fun with it. It was unlike anything we'd ever seen before. I had a blast watching it. You had a blast watching it with the kids, I imagine. The Redskins seemed to have come away with something to look forward to. My Dolphins, my favorite team. They got Tua. They looked really good. There were some teams where you look at the Eagles and go, why the hell did you take Jalen Hurts when you have Carson Wentz? You look at the Raiders and go, why do you go ahead and draft Rudy – or was it Rudy? I can't remember which. Ruggs. They took Henry Ruggs Ruggs. over yeah. Jerry Judy. Yeah. So there's so much to dig our teeth into. Let's start with you before we get to what I liked in the draft. Um, all right. So obviously the Redskins with Chase Young, I think that was what they wanted all along. I mean – like you said, smoke screens for what? There was no per- there was no point to it unless you were to get that big haul like uh, the Redskins did uh, back to uh, when they had the Saints trade uh, back in the day and they got the two number one picks. But 
you know, you get Chase Young. Um, obviously, like you said, the the whole Roger Goodell, the virtual boo at the beginning of the draft. The that's, best. That's a, that was that was very good touch by the by the NFL. I think really and truly it was just very streamlined. You know, you had very good ideas with the virtual fans and the you know the 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 teams um, app or what have you. Um, that was a good touch. Um, I was actually just reading a, a the only bad point I could say was I was just reading an article by Jason Reed and it, it was talking about the 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 lack of diversity as far as the front offices were concerned. Whereas your team, the Dolphins had, you know, two African-Americans in power positions, whereas everybody else had, you know, generally the same type of deal with the exception of Patriots in which they had a dog. So um, <laughs> the dog actually was a very good point, uh, a very good uh, moment for the draft. But all in all, I think you de- definitely probably my, my moment was probably uh, Chase Young going, uh, to the Redskins, obviously, as, as a Redskins fan. Yeah, I felt collectively the Redskins nation, fans, coaches, the franchise hit a cornerstone with this kid. We heard from him today, and we'll get to that sound in just a little bit. He's so mature. He's a generational talent. He literally is the personification of the Predator from the Predator film franchise. His dreads complete the look. And he's yeah. going to go out there day one and start threatening these NFC East quarterbacks. Dak? Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, look out. He is coming your way with that front line. And not only that, they got some great picks. A lot of skilled players. I love Antonio Gibson. I love Antonio Gandy-Golden, who his resume speaks for itself. And I'm not even talking about the football field. Just go on social media. It's all over the place. They had a great draft. However, however, I am a bit concerned they didn't get a defensive back. They were able to get Thaddeus Moss, the tight end, as an undrafted free agent. But beyond that, there's some great picks, but they didn't hit the needs enough. I gave it a B- minus on Sports Sunday. I'm sticking to that grade. I think there's some good players there. I just don't know if there's enough need that they filled to feel good about moving forward defensively. Even though they have Chase Young, they need that mm-hmm. defensive backfield. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary when you look at it. You do have the safety Cameron Curl that's going to come in and, and, and compete for a spot there. But as far as, you know, the guys on the island, the, the, the corners, yeah, it's very thin. Now, I would imagine that the Redskins are very um, trustworthy in some of your guys like Danny Johnson, like Greg Stroman uh, with Fa- uh, Fabian Moreau, as well as um, Jimmy Moreland. But for them not to address that need in the draft, you know, you could go with the UDFA, you know, the undrafted free agents. There are a couple of that are, that are out there that are, you know, actually there's a couple from the area. I think Tino Ellis may still be out there. He is, I, I think. I'm, I'm seeing reports that he may be going to the Bucks, but uh, another guy is part of Motley uh, from HD Woodson. He would be another guy, uh, you know, coming into his junior year at Oklahoma. I mean, he was rated as one of those top corners in, in, you know, in college football, uh, had a subpar senior season. Gosh, I, sound, I almost sound like Mel Kuyper right now, but uh, I'll, I'll let that go. Um, I know Parnell Motley. I don't know. I really feel like good yeah. out there. Got some great coverage speed. Doesn't do well in the zone. Like, really, Mel? Okay, great. So, so yeah, so I think there are – there are some players that are still out there as far as undrafted free agents are concerned, but you know, in order to not basically not getting a top talent at corner, it might come back to bite them or hopefully the guys that they do have that faith in, they can step up big time this year with no Josh Norman, basically with no uh, Quentin Dunbar. So you're kind of, you're already thin at that position and you don't solidify that or you don't take some kind of depth uh, at corner. So 
that yeah I, I would kind of agree with you I would say probably a B B minus um like you said when you get that Chase Young guy who's basically rated as the top player in the draft whether it be quarterback or anything uh you you kind of have to you know bump up that grade quite a bit you do and for them it's it was more to me Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith was how this grade's going to determine where it goes from here. Because strictly from a skill standpoint, that's where my grade falls down to, is the fact that the guys you've got were talented. They showed the skill that they'll bring to the offense, and maybe Kalike Hudson's going to be a solid linebacker. He played Viper at Michigan, they kept saying. That was like a buzzword for them whenever they brought up a Michigan defender. It's a Viper, Mel Kuyper. He's a Viper linebacker, really fills the gaps there, and it's terrible. I can see them moving. I can see them moving him to safety. Yeah, um, I, I can see that happening. There, there, look, there are so there's so much you can do with some of the talent that they did get. Um, you mm-hmm. did get some utility guys like Gibson who can play a variety of positions. You a goal, as well as Golden. Um, you know these these you know those later round guys. They're gonna be special teams. You know hosses. So you better they they need to get ready. You know for special teams in order to get their introduction to the league. I don't see mm-hmm. other than uh, other than Chase and maybe uh, Charles on offensive line really getting significant playing time, barring any injuries. More than anything, this was about Ron and Kyle working together. And yeah. I mean, right now, Kyle Smith's my GM. If I'm the Redskins, at, at he crushed point, it. Yeah. He crushed yeah, at, it in delivering his vision with Ron because they didn't follow how the board – they didn't try and chase picks. They just saw how the board was developing. And you could tell the guys that they were taking, they were the best available, and also they fit some needs or some areas where they thought this could advance our – or upgrade our position. And you could tell from last night when they were talking about each other, they were just throwing out compliments left and right, pats on the back, all that kind of stuff if you want to make the jokes – but he was serious and genuine that they really did work well together. I, I think Kyle Smith's going to be the general manager. If he doesn't get it, I'd be shocked. Well, I mean, look, nothing is surprising or nothing would be surprising with this franchise. Um, it, basically, it was a level of non-dysfunction that, you know, Redskins fans aren't used to. That's probably why everybody's so enamored by, you know, this draft, uh, you know, as two years passed. Only the other time you may have gotten that was Scott McLuhan and his couple of drafts where he did pick some talented players, although he did have the Sewell Cravens deal. But, you know, those couple of drafts where McLuhan was in charge and he was making those picks, those those were okay. But other than that, you really haven't had a draft since Dan Snyder's taken over this team Mm -hmm. where you can really say, you know what, that that was the ticket. That was good value, good moves you know, not making any crazy type of deals in order to get things done. They stood pat. They got chased. They got the offensive lineman that they needed. They made a trade and moved Trent Williams out of the way. Finally got rid of Trent. Uh, You know, did the Redskins get fleeced in that deal? Yes. Yeah, they did. But they got rid of a a guy that did not want to be there. They they Basically, they made his wishes come true. And that's, you know, whether Dan Snyder owed that to Trent or not, that's no somebody else can answer that question but they ended up getting rid of a guy and they got something back which you know you have to take into account you have to say okay well yeah at least you got something back instead of basically having him sit out a year for nothing important thing is trent williams drama is done it's over we can close the book on it thank you for everything he's done for the redskins 
sayonara, safe, safe travels, go to San Francisco. They will play the 49ers at some point this year. We don't know when. He could yeah. be lining up against Chase Young. That's going to be thrilling to watch. More than anything, Winston, I think all of us collectively can finally say, thank God this is over. Trent yeah. Williams is gone. Yeah. We appreciate everything he's done. But now this franchise can just move on into a brighter future. Ron can build his culture. Kyle can come in and get the guys that he wants. Dan Snyder hopefully keeps his hands off the wheel and lets his guys do what they want to do. And that ultimately is why this was a successful draft, in my opinion, for the Washington Redskins. Everything you wanted to see this franchise do that they hadn't done in the past, which you just alluded to in great detail, I might add, is yeah. why this was a successful draft. And I yeah. see you got some guys lurking in the background. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, we got some shadows. You guys, get them in here. Come get them in here. Come get on. in here. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Uh, divided yeah. household. This is this is this is my oldest son, Avery. He's he's a big Ravens fan. He likes all teams, Baltimore, so he likes the <laughs> Orioles too. And that's okay. I you know nurture <laughs> that, foster that. That's fine. Avery, who'd you like in the Ravens draft? Uh, I didn't watch the Ravens. Draft. <laughs> you don't even know who they picked. You, you guys got J.K. Dobbins and a couple other guys from LSU, Patrick Queen. Um, what's funny, I saw on Twitter that um, uh, it was RG3, matter of fact. RG3 tweeted out, he said, I bet there are so many women in Baltimore that can't wait to put that Queen jersey on the back, that Ravens Queen jersey. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of classic. Is, I mean, that's got to be the number one selling women that's jersey. Perfect. For any it will be. Yeah. Was it going to be Lamar yeah. Jackson and Patrick Queen? One and two. Yes, right absolutely. there. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a perfect representation of why the draft was so awesome, Winston, because you got your kid there with being a part of everything. We saw all the family members. We saw Mike Vrabel have mullet man and Frozone and maybe someone taking a, you know what? Sorry, yeah, there are kids yeah. in the room. I got to watch yeah. it here. <laughs> Uh, and then you had Bill Belichick's dog. You had Roger Goodell trying to get the booze. You saw him just go from suits to sweater to T-shirt to sitting in the leather chair eating cupcakes going, I need another cupcake. I need it now. I mean, was Goodell saucy or what? What was going on there? I, mean, I have to I, – I, there's no doubt in my mind that he was saucy. Uh, at least that middle, uh, middle of the first round, uh, you know, he started <laughs> – I'm not going to say he was slurring, but he was definitely on some – He time. had some kind of bourbon hiding in the background. Yeah, you know he had it. And I, I even tweeted out, I said, I'm surprised that um, Goodell hasn't even put that, you know, kind of front and center somewhere, at least get paid for it. Yeah. I'm sure Hennessy got a deal. He could get a deal with Hennessy. Come on. I mean, or something. Oh, we, get, we got another one. And now oh, here come the Nets. Yeah. This is my youngest. Who was, they're all the same age. Um, that, that's my guy, Grayson. He's, he's a big baseball fan. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's all Nats right now. We're all missing baseball. You know, we, we miss – oh, my gosh, we miss uh, We'd be at a game right now. We would. Maybe. Wait, w- would it be a night game, though? It's a Monday. Don't they usually have Mondays off? Uh, would they be at a game? Yeah, eh. yeah sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We just want baseball. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, Too much MLB the show. Right Too much MLB the show in my life. Yeah. They're, they're, they're probably about to play that after they finish some homework. Hmm. You got to go do your homework, bro. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that yeah. look. No, no, no. He's looking like mm, – you can't mean mugging me. going on over there. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not excited. So if you had to pick one moment from the draft that was your favorite, mine was Bill Belichick's dog, Nike Brinkley Brady. Or Nike, whoa, what if it was Brady? Whoa, now. That'd be, that'd be next level of obsession with Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, yeah. It, it says Nike Brinkley Belichick making the third round or the second round pick for the Patriots was fantastic. I, I thought I was going to break the internet. How about you? What, what was your favorite moment? 
Oh gosh. Um, other than <laughs> other than Goodell being saucy, I think that may have taken the cake. Um, maybe it was the golden um, interview. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. The two instances where the um, girlfriends got involved with several of the picks, including yes. you know somebody's mama, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, basically freeing her son. Uh, in order to get his camera time. So oh I God. thought those two moments were classic, uh, probably will be remembered uh, as far as this draft <laughs> is concerned. And you know what's also great is that I think moving forward, you can see more drafts happening this way, or at least some of the guys that aren't as well known, they can have you know cameras set up for them uh, via either their agent or ESPN or, or even local affiliates and be able to have their signal sent over to ESPN in order to have their shine and their moment on, on television after they get drafted. So I, I can see that being a great thing for the NFL as far as like letting people into their homes and humanizing some of these guys. Yeah. Although I will say this, um, it seemed as if every single story of every kid ended up with some type of death or something like that. Yeah, like, ESPN okay, you know was what? way over the top on that. It was almost like four or five picks in a row. Their fathers passed away, and I'm like, this does not look good. I feel like I'm about to go outside right now and go run five miles and then come back and eat a salad because I can't – if these two end up doing something like that, I have to be there. So, yeah. um, you know, it's just I, – I understand what ESPN was doing, but, you know. It was wow. overkill. It was overkill. Gandy Golden's resume when they said he chases chickens and pigs. He knows how to solve a Rubik's cube. He has some kind of master's to some crazy degree and can do gymnastics. It's like that. That's maybe the first time today that I've seen something where it's not, we've lost a loved one, had to overcome some kind of challenge. And to all those prospects, my God, credit to you for making it to the NFL. But at some point it's like you become desensitized to it. You're just like, come on, can we get to the next pick? It, yeah. it was rough. To, it was rough, man. It was rough. But you yeah. feel good for all those guys. Those are some great oh, moments, absolutely. man. Going back to the player, though, that was that girlfriends, moms, and whatnot. Dude, Henry Ruggs, when he got drafted by the Raiders, his girlfriend tried to take the phone. That's how you know he's got good hands. He just swiped that, swiped yeah. that phone right yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. He got absolutely. it right back. He's like, no, no, you're not about to tweet anything out. You give me my phone back. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole deal with the, the uh, past girlfriend of uh, Trey Young or what have you. I mean, you know. Uh, good for him. Uh, I don't know necessarily about his uh, decision-making as far as uh, uh, people are concerned, but as far as his skills and whatnot, yeah, you give him an A-plus on that grade. <laughs> Let's wrap this up with Winston on Chase Young. We got him today talking about being the Redskins' second overall pick and what he is going to do moving forward. Right off the top, Winston, he has gone over to Jonathan Allen's house to learn from a defensive leader, meet a defensive leader. That's awesome, dude. I, yeah. I, that's that's leadership on your team, making sure that he's going to be good. Okay, I, kudos to Jonathan Allen for doing that because, look, he's he, at this point, yes, he is now the leader on that defense. Yes, Kerrigan is also there, but at this point, you remember how Trent Trent Williams took every all these offensive linemen, for sure, down to Texas, 
and they started to work out together. They were eating together. They were doing everything together, and they called themselves the Hulks 2.0. Well, this is going to be one of those instances where it's very similar, where Jonathan's going to have guys come in and out and train together and and what have you. So, I mean, that's that shows leadership, and kudos to him for doing that, as well as for Chase Young being – already ready to work. Uh, you can see his work ethic in several of the things that we've we've shown, his interviews with Scott Abraham and everybody. So, uh, yes, sir. So, yeah, so, you know, it it's really shows a lot that, you know, some of these players are growing up right before our eyes. And, so, they ju- and they're just, yeah, they're young, they're in the league now. And disclaimer, wife is now making lunch. A quick update here. Home, what do we have? Quarantine edition. What are we making for lunch? Not that. Oh, Leftover steak with fries and chimichurri. That sounds delicious. All right, I'm going. I'm coming over. Okay, Wit's going to come over like uh, Chase Young went over to Jonathan Allen's house. Yeah. That's like an hour and a half difference. Curbside pickup. Curbside. (laughs) Curbside is amazing, by the way. I did that last night at Liberty Barbecue. It was fantastic. uh, We did a socially distant dinner with some neighbors. Oh, that's good. Something else Chase Young said that was great from Scott Abraham. How are you going to impact the community? He's already working on getting a foundation, and now these kids have someone they can look to to grow up and know they can make it to the NFL. You've grown up here. I'm from down in Richmond, so I can kind of relate to that with Mekhi Becton coming out of Highland Springs, going to the New York Jets. But for your kids, Chase Young's saying he's going to make an impact to try and be the good guy for these kids. The fact he's already building a foundation, how far could this guy go in terms of influence for the area? He could he could be one of the most impactful players in the Redskins franchise, in the, in franchise history overall. It already he can do that. Um, now he just has to produce on the field. But being from Dematha, being from Upper Marlboro, uh, you know, and having having those roots. The only thing he didn't do was stay local and go to Maryland. But I digress. Right. Um, but you know, he already has a chance to be a very significant um, personality in this area, whether it be like I said, through his play, through his foundations, whatever foundation that he's, that he's going mm-hmm. to uh, establish, as well as, you know, of course he's going to pop up on, on one of these Eastern Motors commercials, you know, where your job is your credit. Um, he's definitely going to do one of those. So he, he, he has the chance right now to be probably one of the most impactful players in Redskins franchise history, not only to the game and to the franchise, but to the community overall. Now you have great guys already in that, you have Daryl Green, who's done a lot of a lot of stuff. Daryl Young has done a lot of. I mean, there are a lot of guys that have done a lot of things in the community. Art Monk, Gary Clark, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, so Chase has that. He has the. Um, he's setting things up for him to do that. Are you going to get that Chase Young jersey? Uh, no, they no. can get one. I got. I, I might have. You don't want one. I saw. I saw it on the web, and it was expensive. Like. It was well, then you got to start mowing some lawns or something to get that money. That's right. Save up yeah. money. Yeah, Do your no, chores. I don't think he's for that. But, yeah, that's – that's. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think my He's going to grow out of it. Ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> I might have to cut back on these. Yeah, those chai tea lattes. Yeah, that might, might not be happening anymore. Is that the gonna... actual thing you got going on there? Is that an actual Starbucks chai tea latte? No, this would be a green tea latte. Green tea latte. So I, what I did was I got one, killed that really, really quickly. Then I got some green tea from the cabinet and heated up some milk, put it in the microwave, zip, zam, boom. And then all of a sudden you got your green tea latte with a little bit of sweetener. Yeah. It's, side by yeah. side comparison, Starbucks to your version. What's the comparison? Oh, there's no comparison. 
There's none. No, no. Not even close. No, not even close. Not even close. Starbucks, shameless plug. Your stuff's better than what we could come up with. Oh, yeah. That, that should be actually a commercial. It might actually be a commercial, uh, you know, <laughs> Starbucks like distance commercial that you've seen all over TV. And it's like, all right, I, I get it. You know, free to lay, they're doing stuff at home. Everybody's doing something. State Farm, all everybody's doing. Okay, we, I get it. I get it. Jake from State Farm. Leave us alone. We've had enough new Jake from State Farm. Uh, He's Winston Hilton, ladies and gentlemen. Check him out at Sports Talk NC8 on Twitter. He's got the Clinton Portis jersey on. You know, I appreciate that. It's Miami Hurricane. Game worn Clinton Portis. Matter of fact, game worn. Game worn. Um, Hand it to you? No, no, no. No. Yeah, that was another uh, ill advised uh, purchase by yours truly. Uh, But I wanted to get back to one of the things that you put on online. I I know I want to get to this quickly, but uh, the whole, the, the Redskins house. Remember that? Oh yeah. ABC seven that put out. Oh, let me find that. Yeah, it was, I believe house one was like Rigo, um, uh, Doug Williams, Roy Jefferson, and some, a couple other people. There were houses with uh, Clint Portis, um, Oh, gosh. Who else? I'm almost there. I'm almost there. All right. I got it here. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Load internet. All right. House one, Sammy Ball, Brian Mitchell, Art Monk, Dexter Manley, Joe Jacoby. That's house one. House two, Joe Theismann, Clinton Portis, Bobby Mitchell, Monte Coleman, Chris Samuels. House three, Mark Rippian, Larry Brown, Gary Clark, Sean Taylor, Russ Grimm, House four, Doug Williams, John Riggins, Roy yeah. Jefferson, Chris Hamburger, Jeff Bostick. House yeah. five, Sonny Jurgensen, Ernest Biner, Charlie Taylor, Daryl Green, Jim Leachy. I'm probably saying that last name wrong because I'm not a Redskins fan okay. by He's trade. Right. He's an Ohio State guy. Um, all right, so what I, what I took into account with this, Paul, I was like, okay, number one, who's going you, – you got, you know, five guys, including yourself, six. How are you going to eat? You got to be able to eat, so you got to you're gonna need some cooks. We know Brian Mitchell can cook because his gumbo is out of this world. Um, Roy Jefferson, when I talked to him last time, he was perfecting his barbecue uh, recipes or what have you. Um, so I was looking more so a lot of food options, and then secondly, what I was looking for is entertainment purposes. Um, Who is going to be the best storyteller? Who is going to keep you entertained? Because if you're quarantined. You got you got to eat, and then B, you got to be entertained because you got to pass the time. So, with that said, there were a couple of choices that I made. I narrowed it down to house with Clint Portis, and then narrowed it down to the house with uh, John Riggins. So, um, nail down the science. Portis. Yeah, nail down Portis's house again. It was Portis and um, Joe Theismann, Bobby Mitchell, Monte Coleman, Chris Samuels. Okay, so Joe Theismann, Joe Theismann and Clint Portis, keep you, they, they can keep you entertained for 25 hours of the day. Um, the John Riggins house, you know, Riggo as well. Riggo, they'll keep you entertained. I might have to go with Clinton just because he's got all of the characters, and he's, he's always going to have a bottle of Henny right next to him. So, you know, you can't go wrong with that. I'm, I'm house too because Theismann's hilarious. Clinton Portis is also hilarious, but he's got the lifelong supply of Henny. And that's the best thing yes. to do. If we yes. heard Santana yes. Moss during one of those games, he had a sip of Henny before the game. That's the Henny. When you have the Henny, you're going to have a big day. You're going to have a big game. Big, big, big yes. day. Big yes. game. It's the secret sauce. It's Michael Jordan's secret stuff for the Redskins. It's the Henny. Oh, man. That's what it is. And also, by the way, that last dance is phenomenal. I haven't seen three and four yet. That's for Wednesday. I'm going to react to it on Wednesday. But I'm watching okay. it tonight. I'm watching it tonight. Good. 
Yes. Yeah. Looking it forward to fantastic. it. Great having you on, Winston Man. Oh, uh, Winston Hilton, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Yep. Good to have you on. Look at this. Is there still dirt stains on this thing? Look at that. Oh, I don't. I can't remember what game this is from, but it's it was a long time ago. <laughs> long time. Woo. We welcome back Charlie Casterly, NFL Network analyst and former Redskins general manager. Charlie, it is good to see you. We had a successful 2020 NFL draft on the virtual world, and I think everyone came away just enjoying a little bit of normalcy. I imagine you did too. You know, I actually thought it was kind of fun just being able to see the coaches and the GMs and their families and, you know, in a relaxed atmosphere. And um, to me, it was more colorful. And maybe because we've seen the other regular draft the same for years, this was more colorful. I know it was a lot more difficult as they were organizing it, but it came off smooth, and I thought it was great television. And you were telling us when we last talked to you, you were worried about trades going down. That could be a big problem, but trades went through. Everything was seamless, and a couple big ones at that. The Redskins didn't make any trades, but as you predicted, I think many did. Chase Young going number two overall. It's a slam dunk pick for the Redskins. No, it was. You know, on the trades, it went uh, after they had their trial. See, what happened, Chip, was they felt they could do trades. They were confident about it in the first two rounds. But the five minutes uh, in the third round down kind of bothered them. So that, that's why you didn't see the trades there like you normally do. But anyway, Chase Young, uh, best, one of the best defensive ends I've ever scouted. Uh, this guy's a complete player. He can set the edge to play the run. He's got speed as an outside rusher, which is the number one thing you'd like to have because that forces the double team. And when he wants to come inside, he's got the quickness and athletic ability to do that. So I think what the Redskins plan is they're going to play him at both ends, get a three-man rotation going, primarily between Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan. And uh, I think people are going to love this guy. He's going to be here for a long time. Yeah, a lot of people are hoping that's the case. And one other big storyline for the Redskins was training Trent Williams to the San Francisco 49ers for a fifth-round pick in this year's draft and a third-round pick in next year's draft. And then they draft Sadiq Charles out of LSU, the left tackle, who has some off-the-field issues. But Ron Rivera told the local media they talked to him. They feel confident that he understands he's getting a second chance here. What do you think of Sadiq Charles? Well, I like his athletic ability. He played well towards the end of the year. You know, these things, Chip, are always a roll of the dice. I've been there, and, you know, sometimes guys turn their career around. Uh, and sometimes, you know, they, they go backwards again. So it's, it's a roll of the dice. But talent-wise, this guy would, probably would have been a much higher pick. So uh, you're betting on the talent and uh, the recommendations they got out of LSU. The other big pick could be either Antonio Gibson or Antonio Gandy-Golden. Both are playmakers. Ron Rivera said Gibson is a home run threat and that Gandy-Golden could be that go-up-and-get-the-jump-ball kind of receiver. Between those two guys, do you like them both? Do you like one over the other? What do you like from those two picks by the Redskins and skilled players? Well, I like the running back, Gibson, and, and here's why. Uh, this guy's got speed. Uh, size and speed. I think he's got big playability, got the flexibility to line up, uh, some at receiver, some at running back. Uh, be an interesting guy to follow. You know, he might be more of a change of pace, third down type back, uh, but he's a guy that uh, can give you big plays and explosive plays. So uh, my vote's going to be for him. He got a comparison of Christian McCaffrey. Of course, Ron Rivera started to turn Christian McCaffrey into a household name, as did Scott Turner last season, putting him in the MVP race. If Antonio Gibson can even get a small percentage of that kind of productivity, what kind of, I guess, 
uh, ceiling does that put on his potential with this team? Well, McCann, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't put him in McCaffrey's case at this, at this point, and you didn't either way your question. But, again, I think it's just the big playability and the versatility and the matchups that he can give you an advantage on in the passing game. When you look at the rest of the draft for the Washington Redskins, they didn't address the tight end. They did pick up Thaddeus Moss as an undrafted free agent, which I think a lot of fans are going to enjoy, but they need to be patient with that. When you look at the rest of the, the picks that they made, do you think that they targeted depth, or did they hit enough needs, in your opinion? Well, I, I think what you have to do now, Chip, is when you, you're picking from the third round down, uh, pick the best player available. Build your roster that way. Free agency this year, you probably had some more talented players, so hopefully you can pick up a, a couple of guys that help you, and then maybe you'll have a stopgap better here. But always go for the best player available. So it looked like you know they, they added another offensive lineman. You've got a linebacker at a position that uh, is wide open. Uh, so you've got some areas that they hit, and, and Moss maybe can come in there. And, uh, they have a lot of guys for competition at the tight end position, so that's wide open. So maybe Moss can come in there and give you another guy to compete. But uh, I think they did a good job of uh, what I call getting your bat on the ball in the right rounds. Don't reach, just take the best guy there. And when you have a lot of needs, it's easy to fill them. <laughs> it's a simple strategy, and you know very well, being a former GM yourself for a number of years in the NFL, fans will start to get really excited. No matter what team it is, they think they're going to go to the playoffs because they had a stellar draft. How do you temper those expectations? Because I think the Washington Redskins understand internally that this isn't a slam dunk. They just hit some some needs. They got some great players they can develop. And this isn't going to turn them around right away. As a GM, when you're trying to temper those expectations, what do you expect teams like the Redskins and other teams in the NFL to do to try and keep things uh, normal, per se? Chip, the first thing you do is don't make any predictions, okay? <laughs> so that's the thing, because all of a sudden people are going to start talking about that. Uh, what you have to do is, is talk about things that, you know, we're a new culture. Uh, we're going to build a, you know, a new coach. We're going to build a culture here. Uh, we're going to do things the right way. We want people that uh, are going to be team orientated, uh, and that's what we're going to stress. Uh, we've got competition at every position. That's what we're going to stress. And, uh, you know, when, you, when they ask about specific players, you know, like Dwayne Haskins, well, uh, he's working hard, saw potential at the end of last year, want to keep going heading in the right direction. So you temper the expectations and how you answer the questions uh, and keep it, keep it right down the middle of the road. So good political answers. That's easy in Washington, isn't it? Yes, is the best place to be political in all of your answers. We'll get you out on this because we spent so much time talking about the Washington Redskins. If you're willing to share it with us, your favorite draft class from this year and your worst draft, draft class, which team hit it out of the park? Which team left you scratching your head? Well, I, I never rate the scratching the heads because everybody got better. And in reality, we don't know the answers to that question for three or four years. But uh, some of the ones that I've highlighted uh, on NFL Network would be uh, the Miami Dolphins. I think they, they got a lot of good picks there and a lot of knees. I think the Ravens up the street here did a heck of a job. The Giants. Nobody wants to hear that. And Dallas did a good job. Detroit did a good job. Tampa Bay, um, we, I, I guess you count Worfs as the right tackle as their draft, which is true. He's a hell of a right tackle and you need one. But, hey, you got to be excited about Brady and Gronk. Now, you don't know what you got in him to a degree, but you got to be excited about those guys if you're Tampa. 
especially that fan group that's been struggling to try and get to the playoffs for so many years in a loaded NFC South with the Panthers and the Saints. Now they've got a ray of light. Last thing, your favorite moment from the NFL draft that made you chuckle, made you smile, made you feel something inside. You know, I don't know that I have a favorite moment. It kind of runs together uh, after a while. But, but, but I just thought the whole experience of seeing people and seeing their families and their kids uh, get to share in it. See, where that's, where that's important is you spend so much time away. You spend so much time away from your family um, that it's, it's really rare you get to sh show those moments, okay, mm -hmm. to have those moments and share it with them. So, you know, I think that's that's special. Charlie Castley, it's always special to have you on with us. Thank you again. Stay safe and good luck with the rest of the coverage this week as you react to the 2020 NFL draft results. All right, Chip. Hey, tell them to turn it to NFL Network. We'll be on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. NFL Network analyst and former Redskins general manager, Charlie, thank you, and we will talk to you later. Want to thank Winston Hilton and Charlie Casserly for joining District of Chip and Friends podcast. Scheduling note, Wednesday, we react to The Last Dance Episodes three and four. I promise I'm going to watch it tonight. Hell or high water with the wife. Pray I don't get thrown in the doghouse. Of course, huge thank you to our dedicated listeners for catching us every episode. And thank you to the newbies for seeing what we got in the pod. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode when it drops. And let us know what you like and what we can do better by rating and reviewing the pod. To those of you who have made it this far, cheers. First round is on me. Fins up, Dolphins fans. It's Tua time! Catch you later.